Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We've got the whole squad of four breaking down an Avs win five to nothing over the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, sometimes you get easy ones, and that's okay. Gotta enjoy them while you can. Let's hit the 60-second rundown first. I gotta tell you, you've scarred me with enough of your ad reads over the years that when you said <laughs> sometimes you get easy ones, part of my body just braced <laughs> Here for it what, comes. what was about Where to be is said. This going? And then it dawned on me that we were at the very beginning of the show, <laughs> no and that's not what was coming. <laughs> all right. Uh, the first period, I actually don't think the Avs played any good at all, to be honest with you. It was not particularly good hockey, but. Eustace Anandin played well, kept Chicago from scoring, and eventually the Avs break through at the end of the period. Zach Parise with the finish. Old man Zach, they call him, <laughs> to get the Avs up one nothing. And then you get into the second period, and the Avs kind of just take over the game. They, they more or less run away with it. from. Or wait, no, was the first goal Colton? Am I dumb? It was Colton. Yeah. After. It was after? After, like, it went Parise-Colton. There you go. Yeah, Parise. I was in the the loose, correct area. It's fine. Parise did score two goals in this game when you include the second period, so maybe that's where I got it mixed up. He did it go for a three-point night. Uh, But but beyond Parise and Colton, you also get Nathan McKinnon, uh, who picks up a goal and an assist in this game for 100 points on the season. I'm sure we'll talk about that more. And, uh, yeah, you cap it off with a Devon Taves goal at the end of the second period for 4 nothing. The Avs get to 5 nothing, Cruiserville, NHL. Recovered it. Recovered it a little bit there. There were too many goals. <laughs> five goals for the Avs. Usually there's like five goals for the other team, too. So I didn't know what to do when the other team didn't score any. A little bit lost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Megan has always been the adult of the pod. That's why the band is Megan and the Bummers. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> she's here. not part of. She's she's the leader of the Bummers because she's not actually. Boy, a, I I don't know if I agree with this take. How many lead bummer. singers of bands are the adult? Well, <laughs> That's a good point. It's a great point, but our band. <laughs> our band. Yeah, we need to do a better job of. Taking a lead from the actual adult around here. <laughs> no, the, res- the respectable one. I'm good being a kid. I'm, I'm straight. We're good here. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not going to tell you Colorado has come out here and, and beat a quality opponent tonight. Chicago is a team that they should beat handily, but they made it look easy. They uh, Let's start from the bottom and and work our way up here. And the guy I want to talk about first, because this has been a good two and a half week stretch 
Is Jack Johnson just good now? Uh, no. A fair take. Having a really good couple weeks, though. And all credit to him. That's a, it's a great play that he makes to open the scoring in this game. It, the Avs had nothing going. They were once again defending in their zone, and Jack Johnson took them out of their zone and into the right zone. Outplays Anthony Beauvillier enough that Anthony Beauvillier is not looking forward to the video session tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he's straight up embarrassed, Beauvillier. Yeah. And then a, a great finish by Zach Friese on that play. But he is like, he's a grizzly vet, right? When well, we've been around this league for a gazillion games. Uh, he is a physical specimen. This guy is a, is a, is a beast. He is a beast. Um, but you know what? I saw him like four or five times tonight. The camera was ESPN game tonight. Was catching him a few times, like laughing, smiling. And and that's important. You know, when you've been around, I, I don't think you take any day for granted. And I think he knows it's towards the end of his career, obviously. You know, who knows what's going to happen, but. I think he's taking every second and, and in running with it. And I think he's just kind of having fun with it. I think he was he was excited tonight for, I don't remember who scored. It might have been Parisi, right? You know, his first mm-hmm. one. That's, that's his good buddy, right, from Shattuck, right? Were they together at Shattuck? They were on Team USA together. Team USA. They might have been in high school together. Um, Not sure. Yeah, anyway, they go, they go a long ways, you know. So yeah. he's all excited. And then, uh, I don't know. I think he's just... I think he's having fun. He, he's a big part of, you know, you want him to be a seventh or an eighth in the playoffs, and I don't mind that either. So I think it's going to be important to have a happy-go-lucky, you know, Jack Johnson that's playing good you know, for this playoff run. So I want to ask you, Eric, because you often have the, the comment about the differences between crushers and rushers. Yeah. How does someone like Jack Johnson find that balance to be able to win a puck battle and activate because the reality of the Av system is you have to have some ability to move the puck forward, right? Yeah. He's a good enough player to do it. And I think he just, lately, I think he just, like I said, he just feels and he sees it. And and when the experience is there, the reps are there, he knows when to jump in. He knows when not to jump in. And he knows his body and he knows himself too. Uh, you know, I think you have to know your, your, your limitations and your capabilities. And I think he, he understands that. And then, but when he does it, it's because he finds the lane. And then we're like, almost like, when you see McKinnon go, you know, everybody's on the edge of their seat. And then we see Jack Johnson go, you're like, oh, oh boy, oh, shit, he's going. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like, your yeah. heart rate's going in a different direction. Then. Jack Johnson kickstarting a rush like that yeah. is one of those moments where you're like, all right, so the camera's going to pan to the other <laughs> side of the ice. There's, there's going to be another yeah. defender, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Right? I guess oh, this not. Is, uh, oh, 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 that one never showed up. Got it. Got it. And, like, credit to him. It's a great play. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great rush. He makes a nice pass. Prize with a great finish. Yep. It's Again, all good. You don't play Sometimes it. Sometimes it's, it's, it's great when guys like that are going to kind of bring you out of the doldrums that they were stuck in because from that point on, the abs never look back. 100%. What I want to give Jacks. Jackson, Jack Johnson, credit for in his play as of late is, as we've seen a rise in Byram's game, I know tonight specifically wasn't necessarily a highlight of that, but I think that there have been great Byram games. It has also meant that Johnson has needed to rise to that occasion as well. And something that has been consistent in Johnson's game on the highs and lows of 
the revival tour for Byram has been his defensive re reliability. You know, on a night where Byram has a little bit of an off night, Johnson is still consistently allowing the least scoring chances against of yep. any defenseman. And his minutes are a little bit more sheltered than the Makars and the Taves. So you kind of expect some of that too. But he has been reliable in that sense. And it's what they've needed of him to see him then create a rush opportunity by forcing Bovili off the puck is just good fun. But I also think it comes with a rise in confidence because of the opportunity he's been given to play with a skilled player like Bo, who has had some pretty good games. I do think that that is a cyclical thing that rubs off on a player like Johnson. And, and I'm going to add to that because we were talking about it on the pregame with Goo, and you know what I'm going to say. When you're on the third pairing of a good team, you know what I mean, you, and you're playing against a... AHL team at best tonight. That's what you. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, right? Besides um, Connor Bedard, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an AHL team. I mean, I, no offense to anyone, and you know. So when you're on the third pairing, and you're playing against a team with no depth, um, you hope to God that you're going to perform well. And that that was my beef with Bo Byron for a while this year. A lot of times, you know, because it's like. You're not playing against the heavy load of the other team. Forget about Chicago. Anyone. You're playing against third lines. You're playing against third pairings. You're playing against... At some point, the Avs have one of the best decors in the league, so their matchup should be always that they're on the strong end of it. You know what I mean? And I'm not taking anything away from Jack Johnson or Bo Byron because the Avs need them to play good. But on games like tonight, like... Sure, hope to God that they're doing well. You know what I mean? Because Kale McCarr, Devontae's, Sammy, those guys get the heavy load of every night of getting the opposition's best uh, on the road. You're, you're playing those tough matchups. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just a different game. And, and, and when you see Jack tonight play good, you feel good because you're like, wow, for a third pairing, you know what I mean? The abs are in decent shape, even though I'm. I still believe they gotta go get another. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'd like to be 10, 11, 12 deep. So that's just me, but going into a run. But kudos to him; he's playing good. Uh, I, I want to shift to some other parts of this defense tonight. With that Chicago team, as E mentioned, it's a lot of dudes that aren't that hard to defend on that team. But Connor Bedard genuinely hard to defend and the abs are able to keep him off the score sheet as a whole obviously Eustis deserves some credit for that we'll get to him in a little bit but i look at eh, sure we'll get there i was kidding uh, i was kidding i think you look at the things like the clip of josh manson giving bedard a little uh, a little chop on the wrist not saying it wasn't a penalty he probably should have done two minutes for that but is do you give the abs defense credit as a whole as a little bit of I don't know, welcome to the NHL is not the right thing for Bedard in a game like this, but is it just they know who Bedard is and they're willing to step up their game against him? Is this pre-scouting by the Avalanche? What was it for Colorado that they were able to hone in so well on Bedard? Is this the easiest pre-scout ever? Pretty easy oh, on that Connor Bedard's in the lineup? Make his life miserable. Hound him. Be physical with him. Oh, he's skating around? Yeah, slash him a little bit. I don't know that Manson really wanted to get him where he did, yeah. but it definitely should have been a penalty. But, uh, you know, the, the way that they just made them miserable in general, uh, that's exactly what you should do to the one guy 
that you have to seriously respect as a dynamic offensive threat in that lineup. That's all it is. Just just hound him. Make him miserable. Try and make him go away as the game goes on. And he did. I think it, it's a team-wide effort from the Avs, too, because someone we've been critical recently for being apathetic has been Mika Rantanen, and I thought this was one of his better games. Some of the goals scored come from Rantanen being highly engaged and committed to the play start to finish, and I think the top line's decision to show up as the top line is also a welcome to the NHL. This is what a real top line in the NHL looks like. That's not to say that Bedard isn't a top line player. It's just the talent around him has been a little bit tough for this year. And I think that everyone on the Avs got up for this game knowing that was the kind of message that they wanted to send. It, with Miko specifically, there's this thing that you can tell he's into a game when you see him back check well. And the last couple of games... There have been multiple plays where all of a sudden Miko comes flying down the ice on the back check, gets in, breaks up a puck, or gets a puck and sends it back the other way. And you just, it's not like, oh, what an amazing play. Oh, what a great. It's just, you just nod your head like, yep, that's Miko can and should be doing that. Good, solid play. Yep. And that's the expectation. That's the level we expect to see from him when the postseason starts. Because yep. you could forgive a little bit of this <laughs> whatever in the regular season. These are the ebbs and flows of Miko Rantanen. But, yeah, he was great tonight. I thought all of Colorado's top line ruled. Agree. Once they got engaged in the game fully, because it took them a little bit. Yeah, first period I pretended did not happen. Yeah. And uh, once they got going, though, it was like there isn't anybody on Chicago's roster that in their entire careers are going to be able to consistently hang with these guys. What I would say about the first period for that top line I get why Jared Bednar likes Leckin in on that line. They weren't going very well, and Lecky's out there doing the hard work, saying, yeah. kind of dragging them on. And obviously, they figured it out as the game went on. But you can see how Lecky can be the uh, <laughs> engine starter or whatever you want to call it. Adult. <laughs> uh, the adult. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Uh, I don't think you can call Mac and Miko the bummers, though. That's no, they're <laughs> not bummers. <laughs> e. When you look at someone like Josh Manson defending Connor Bedard in that way, is that are, are, is that a veteran giving the rookie the business a little bit, or is that should it have been a penalty? This is too much. Oh, it's fine. At the end of the day, you know what? It, it is a tough league. It is. It's a demanding league. It's a league full of adults, and you know what I mean, like men, and you know what I mean. It, 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 it's not kids. It's not a teenager league. You know what I mean? And there's a few teenagers and. Connor Bedard is excellent. He's going to win the Calder. He's would have ran away with it. Obviously, he's going to still win it, but, you know, got injured. But those are moments, if you saw him on the bench tonight, um, he was frustrated a few times. He punched uh, the, the door, like, a couple times. He, he slammed his stick a few times. And I think those are the things he's going to remember this summer, uh, especially the first game against the Abs. I mean, if you remember, yep. it was a tough one for him. Then he had a good one, right? You know, Great and then he had a tough argue. one here. Yeah. Uh, this is the third time, right? They play one one more time, correct? Yeah, correct. I think he's going to look back this summer and say, "Okay, this is an elite team. This is a team that you know you play four times. It's a divisional team." He's going to measure himself, you know, compare his games in the summer. How can I get better? How can my team get better? Because it's it's not a very good team. But those are moments when you're going up against Josh Manson and say it's not fun. It's not Regina Pats and, you know, you're going around in Saskatoon and dominating everyone. 
Josh Manson's a man. Josh Manson's a tough customer. He's a good NHL player. He's a championship, Stanley Cup championship winner. Uh, and I think Josh Manson makes life tough on, on skills guys. And that's why I always say he's the whiskey drinker for the Avs <laughs> decor. He is because he's different. He's different than Taze and Sammy and, and Kale and Bo. You know, like, so it's important to see him like that. I think you have to be like that against the opposition's top guys. You have to let them know you're there. It's that stupid line from Slapshop, let them know you're there. But you do have to let them know you're there. And I think Josh did a fantastic job tonight, you know, making life miserable for Connor Bedard, even though it was kind of easy because it's only, he's really the only guy, you know. Uh, last thing I want to talk about with Bedard, and then we can move on. Chat was talking about it. We were talking about it at the end of the game. Is the NHL overselling Connor Bedard a little bit, or do you think this is all right? Uh, I don't care about the tag above his head at the start of every shift, but it, for it to never go away is annoying. I don't care about them putting up his stats every time he gets on the ice and to talk about him every, every intermission. I don't care about any of that. Sell your stars. But if that tag is going up above his head, it needs to be going up, 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 up uh, above Nathan McKinnon's head, too. One of those guys is, a, is in his first season and is a teenager, and the other guy recorded his 100th point tonight and is going to be a finalist for the Hart Trophy. Win like, it. like, girl, please, like, <laughs> sell your stars, not star. Yeah. You, you had a couple of them in this game, and you talked about one. So, and the permanent tag above his head was silly. The way the NHL advertised this game in its tweet, like the matchup of, you know, a Calder finalist and an Art Ross Trophy finalist, I thought was a choice to not have Hart be the mention of what McKinnon is a contender for. And I don't like the omission. I think that is a mistake on the NHL's behalf to not encourage that McKinnon is a part of the Hart conversation. I think that's a little bit of a mistake. And this is pregame. This is before the game has even happened. I think... Connor Bedard belongs in the Calder conversation for a reason. He's a star. They should be marketing him. But to AJ's point, I don't think they're giving McKinnon the respect that he's due a little, just a little bit. Like you have a you have a guy that that could win the Calder Trophy this year as the league's best rookie, and a guy that could win the Hart Trophy as the league's MVP. <laughs> And which one did they spend all game talking about? Can't even bring themselves to say he's in the heart yeah. conversation. Like, what? It's a tough look for Plus ESPN. not even in that? It, I don't uh, want to take anything away from Bedard. He's already great. I have no doubt he will be an incredible player throughout all of his career. But if you told the Chicago Blackhawks that they were going to get Nathan McKinnon out of Connor Bedard, they would take that yeah. in a heartbeat. Cartwheels Wouldn't even think twice. Ice. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the way the league's promoting it. I mean... You gotta remember the, the next year the Chicago Blackhawks and Connor Bedard, you know, but the Chicago Blackhawks as a franchise is getting their first outdoor game ever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's about time, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Should we say sarcasm? In case <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> sarcasm. I we'll, we'll do a show that one day where I just describe my immense hatred of all outdoor games at this point. So. Maybe not for tonight's show, but it's it's weird to balance, right? Because what they're doing with Bedard is better than not doing anything at all with their stars, as yeah. they it feels like they have for a while at times. Yeah, absolutely. But I agree with both what you and Megan said, where it's like, 
Bedard's awesome. There are multiple other dudes on Hall of Fame tracks in this hockey game. You have a Conn Smythe winner in the game. <laughs> it's, it's tough look to only be focusing on Bedard. Oh, that also, much. two guys that actually did win the Calder. True. Not just in contention for, but did win in their years. Like, tough ask. It's it's just I don't know. It's a little like you can understand all of the Bedard hype. He was he's yeah. special. Yeah. He came very very close to putting a couple abs on highlight reels tonight, mm-hmm. uh, and it, all of the hype about him is completely justified. He is incredible. He is going to be an unbelievable problem for the Avalanche moving forward. But like, that's the future. It it was weird to me how focused in on him they were at the end of this game where Chicago is getting blown out. The game is over. You have a Kale McCarr and a Nathan McKinnon who have points in this game who have played well, who have produced, and then you're still focusing on Bedard. I don't get that part. It is what it is. (laughs) And Zach Parise hat trick watch. (laughs) There were just so many storylines to be in on. Came closer to a hat trick than I actually thought he was yes. going to. He had, he had a chance there. One little chance at the end. Well, all right. Let's, let's cool it on the, the being Madge and go get a Coors Light instead, all right? Uh, go get yourself a Blue Mountain Coors Light to chill. It's the game day drink for you. Uh, the beer here at DNVR. You got to go with it. Uh, obviously, Coors Light got the brewery local here in Denver. I get... It's in Golden, really, not Denver. I don't know. I just call anything within 60 miles of Denver is just Denver to me. Man, people that live in Golden do not like that. Well, sucks to be them. Yeah, they live in Golden. (laughs) If you are having the struggle of living in Golden, go drink a Coors Light. It'll make your life better. (laughs) I don't know. It's a good beer. Go grab yourself some. Always great deals on Coors Light out there. In fact, you don't even have to go to Golden to get yourself Coors Light. You can get Coors Light delivered right to you in your home. When you go to CoorsLight.com slash DNVR, Instacart will hook you up, deliver it right to your front door. Makes it super easy to grab some on game day or wherever you might be looking for a drink. So go chill with Coors Light. Uh, Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door again with CoorsLight.com slash DNVR and Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, Then once you have your Coors Light in hand, Make sure you're opening up your Bet365 app. Get your betting on. Go make some money on the abs or otherwise. Doesn't have to be the abs. I don't know. Bet on Connor Bedard if you like him as much as ESPN does. Go for it. Uh, go over there. Use the DNVR365 code when you sign up. With that code, you bet $5 on any NHL game. You get $150 in bonus bets. So jump in with it. Go have some fun. Play around with $150 in bonus bets. Have some fun. Uh, bet365, the place to do it. Uh, of course, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, let's get in <laughs> to our three stars of the game. What? People are did not like me taking the sideswipe at Golden. I had to look confusingly like, what's wrong with Golden? Sideswipe at who? Golden, Colorado. <laughs> You didn't say anything. I grew up like two minutes from Golden. It's fine. It's I did a- want to shout out Nancy in the chat. She was here tonight for yeah. Avs alumni night, and she's the best. 
Hearts. Fourth star of the game. How do the zoomers do it? They use their like. Oh yeah. It's super weird. Oh yeah, that that's so weird. How do you guys do that? I. I'm not gonna lie. You can see I'm even struggling with it. So. <laughs> yeah, Tiff can do it. Of course she can. <laughs> uh, third star of tonight's game. Devon Taves. And I don't think Devon Taves was particularly special tonight. No. By any stretch of the imagination. Pretty good, though. But we've talked about the recipe for success for Colorado a lot. And that involves a significant amount of defensive production. Taves with a 2.9, and you round out that pairing with Kale McCarr picking up assists At as well. At some point, they took an assist away from Taves, by the way. So Did now they, he only has well, a goal. Okay, well. He, no, he definitely should have an assist on. I'm just, I'm looking at it right now. They well, took, they took okay, one away. I, it doesn't matter. You can, you can count this as Taves and Makar together if you want. I'm fine with that as the third star guy. Yeah, you still pivotal on the Colton power play goal, even if they don't want to accept that. Yeah. So, either way, was it the best night of all time for Taves and Kale? No. Did the top pairing produce in a way that we feel like they haven't been doing effectively? Yes. Yeah. More to give, but happy with it? Super happy with it because that goal comes in the final seconds that of the second period. It was a great shift in playing to the buzzer like that. Is exactly the kind of effort Thank I want to see from this team. It's We're such a world away from all of the criticisms we had after that last Chicago game where things really went off the rails and Taves had criticisms of them. I love to see them playing to the final buzzer of that period like that. Well, first of all, in that stretch that AJ's, AJ's been talking about it, those next four or five games, one game at a time, but you should run the table. Like, I mean, I, let's be honest. Yep. So in order to run the table, your, your, your best players have to play their best, and when they do, you have no chance of losing, you know? And then I agree. That goal comes with a second to go in the second period. It cements the, the victory. There, there's, no, there's no turning back after that, even at 3 nothing. I mean, but still, this one puts the dagger in it, and... End of story. And if Kale and, and, and um, Devontae's can play like that, then the Avs are tough to beat, you know? Because, yeah, I mean, they can play like that against a top-end team and then a lower-end team. So, But they do set the tone in either one of those games, you know? That's seven and eight. Tabe's in the neutral zone with the stick. Pretty good. A awesome. bunch of Chicago rushes just die because Taves just gets a hold of the puck. Sometimes he just takes a little whack at it and just sends it into the neutral zone. It turns into something else. Other times that there's a guy coming up on him and Taves is like, gotcha, sucker. And he makes a little move around him and the puck goes the other direction. The, the guy's a monster. Like, it, he seems like there are there are the Nikita Zadorovs of the world that physically will, will, will like grind you down like what Josh Manson tried to do to Connor Bedard tonight. And then there's what Devon Taves does where it's just like, are you for real with this? All game long. Oh, yeah. All game long. Puck gets near him. He's just a vacuum cleaner. Sucks it on him. Just spits it back out in a different direction. And it's just gone. All right. Congratulations. You just wasted 12 strides trying to get to that guy. It has to be exhausting to deal with. And it's it's like what we talk about is like modern day defense. It's not so much about physicality, but it's about smarts. And it's about puck possession. And Devon Taves is the master of this. And I thought tonight was a great example of Devon Taves. Maybe not at his tip-toppy best in all phases, but in that area of the game, watching him just 
take a puck and move it in the other direction. It sounds very basic, but it changes NHL games on a regular basis, and Devontae is a monster with it tonight. But to, to second that, I'm, I'm not going to compare Devontae to who I'm going to talk about right now, but it's exactly that. Because you play against him, it's so frustrating because he's so good with his stick, and, and it's not about being physical. It's about being at the right place with your body position at the right time. You might have heard of him. This guy called Nick Lidstrom. Like, who I've always thought of him as, yes. It, it, but it's unreal. Like It's yep. it's so frustrating to see and, and to play against guys like that because you have no chance. Because they're so smart. They never put themselves in a tough spot. I'm not comparing Devontae to Nick Lidstrom. I would never do that. Lidstrom was better, no doubt. I mean, I mean, Lidstrom's top five defensive of all time. You know? yeah. uh, it's, but I'm talking about what, to your point of, it is so freaking frustrating to play against guys like that and they won't wear you down physically but physically they are in the way so it's uh (laughs) i think it's the best comparison (laughs) (laughs) you are correct eric yeah i i think it's interesting because we talk a lot about the way that the abs like to play hockey and if you want to get into a an up and down type of race the abs are happy to do that and i think most people think of that as oh well they have nathan mckinnon's and miko rantanen's and the forwards that love to play that game but the abs end up being better in a, than a lot of teams in that game because of guys like devon taves where if you're trying to be a team that moves pucks aggressively up the ice okay well this guy is a giant 12 foot diameter black hole in the middle of the ice that you're not getting the puck past yeah so Taves in the neutral zone with his stick sounds like you just solved a game of Clue in the murder of the Chicago Blackhawks. It was Devon Taves in the neutral zone with his stick. And then on the other side is Kale McCarr, so <laughs> good luck, dude. It's exactly what it is. It's playing against the Avs is kind of like playing an impossible game of Clue. I agree, and I love it. Well, the body was found beaten by a stick, bludgeoned by pucks, chopped on the wrists with another stick. Chopped on the wrists. <laughs> and then standing over the dead body is just Nathan McKinnon with a menacing look yeah. on his face. I'm starting to think everybody in here did this. Yeah, you were all looking guilty. It was all of them. All of them played a role. Uh, number two on the stars list, Zach Parise with a three-point night. Megan, you had the I, how old was Ray Borg? Parise becomes the oldest Av ever to have a multi-goal I night. I didn't hear Borg's age. I'm assuming it's just a few weeks younger <laughs> because they included the weeks or months yeah, in Ray the 39 in this number. It's like that's so specific. Yeah, Ray was 39. It was in some change, so he's he's got a few weeks on him, I guess. <laughs> Setting records out here, um, AJ. I think the way you put it was they should have just done Parise instead of Tatar in the first place. <laughs> I mean, they got a fifth round pick out of it, so it's all good. And Zach Parise got to sit around and not get hurt for the first several months. Be of the healthy. Yeah. I, so I did ask him how he simulated game action, and he said he had a buddy, but on equipment and check him. <laughs> want you to hit me as hard yeah, as no, you exactly. can. Because it's like, did you get in some beer league games? And he's like, well, actually, here's what I did. <laughs> he started a hockey fight club. Yeah, he started a hockey fight club with his All friends. All good. <laughs> Eric, does it name. mean a little bit more when a, when a veteran guy like that has a big night, or is it just another big night for a, another Av? No different than an LOC. No, 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 no. It means, and we talk about it all the time, like, 
go win one, right? Not a game. Go win the whole shebang, that thing there. Uh, for for the guy that's never done it, that's older, that's his last sh- uh, shot at the at the can, and and it does it does mean a lot. And we laugh all the time, like, hey, honey, I'm gonna join this good team, right? Oh, and it wasn't the the case, you know, <laughs> the first. Four or five games. Lost a bunch of games there. Hey, boy. His wife's like, are you sure? Like, you know, you're doing what? You're leaving the house for four or five months for for, for this? Um, No, but it does mean a lot because you have a presence when you, and again, you don't play in this league for, what is it, 1,100 games he's got. Like, by not loving the sport, by not being a good teammate, by not being a guy that's, he's a rink rat. He loves to be around the rink and, I think it means a lot to, to teammates, and like I said, you could see it again. I talked about Jack Johnson earlier; like he was pumped on the bench, and you know. But I, I, again, it, it means a lot to the younger guys too, because they're like, "All right, this guy's got it." You know what I mean? Like he's he's having fun, and he's putting a lot on the side right now to try to go win that silver thing, and it means a lot to the whole team. You know? I mean, and I mean no joke when I say this, but how many Stanley Cups has he won? That's what I said. It all means Zero. everything to him. And just a tight-knit group. If it means everything to him, it's going to mean everything to them. And to see a night like that out of Parise, it's only going to increase the amount of belief that, all right, we got a guy here that's going to help us. Yep. We don't need another wing. We don't, you know, deadlines next week. They have work to do. They're watching everybody else start to get to work, and it's <laughs> starting to get a little antsy around here of like, okay. But that's a, that looks like an answer. That looks like a solution. You've got Val Nachushkin on his, on his way back. Uh, but you expect Nikolai Kovalenko to be here in the next couple of weeks. Zach Prize is making an, uh, stating an obvious case. and it, 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 He had already done this before tonight. Yeah. But a night like tonight really rubber stamps it of, this guy's going to find a He's going to be in your lineup. Yep. You're going to find a home for him. Uh, if that means that Andrew Cogliano's not in your lineup anymore. So be it. That's just how the cookie crumbles on that one. But at the moment, I don't think that's where they are. Um, I agree. But you are headed in that direction if a couple of things continue to break right for you. Zach Parise is showing himself to be a guy that, hey, he he needs minutes. He needs to play. He's earned this. He's still a quality player in this league. I don't understand why he's already predetermined he doesn't want to play again next year. He can still play in this league. Yeah, clearly. And then, number one, there shouldn't be any doubts about this. Oh, do we have an honorable mention? I, oh, sure, sure, we can do this now. Uh, Nathan <laughs> McKinnon hits 100 points. I, I've been beating this drum for a while now, but come on. It's got to be this guy's year. It has to be. And even if it's not in the actual award-giving ceremony, take a minute and understand that you are witnessing very likely the best year of Nathan McKinnon's career. It really can't be with him hitting 100 points. Uh, he accomplishes something that Sackick and Forsberg never did as an F. Back-to-back 100-point seasons. Yep. Those two guys have been the gold standard for... Plenty of good reason. They're the gold standard of this franchise in terms of forwards. And Nathan McKinnon now stands alone as back-to-back 100-point seasons. The only guy to do it. Yeah. As an F. Specifically as an F. That's 
I mean, come on. And, and given he's at 100 points now, don't know what the future holds, but... In 61 games. Pretty good chance he could end up at the top of the list for the Avs by the end of this season. 100 points before the end of February. I know there's a leap year, so it's out of the day. <laughs> that extra day. It counts. pretty <laughs> impressive. And... What he's continuing to do with the home points record that he's Outrageous. done this yeah. season. It's a far cry from the seasons before where he'd get injured, miss some games, and just be on the doorstep of 100 points. This is what we knew he was capable all along. He just needed the full runway to do it. And now he's doing it before February's even ended. It's just incredibly special to watch. On another level. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Eric, can I ask you, because... I know what I know what it reminds me of, but I want to ask you: Does it remind you of McKinnon's season this year? Does it remind you a little bit of Sackick in two thousand two thousand one? Day one of the season, the guy's just been on a mission on a different level, completely locked in from the very start of it. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, obviously, I wasn't playing here, but it was one of those years where. It was Stanley Cup or bust. So if you compare, yeah, that's as a team, not as an individual. Yeah, I think it is Stanley Cup or bust. I mean, it is like the Avs are in those windows where you gotta win, right? I mean, or else it's a disappointment. So that that's the same thing. Joe won MVP that year, if I remember. Didn't he win the heart that year, Joe? Yes. I do believe McKinnon's gonna win the heart. So you're two for two there. Um. All-Star game was in Denver that year, which was special, and it was that weird face-off, Forsberg, Sackett, right? It was the, yeah. what is it, Europeans versus North America? Yeah. I don't remember what the World versus was. North America, yeah. And now you had Tate McRae and Tate <laughs> McKinnon. You know, I'm just saying, it was a special All-Star game, you know what I mean? Like, where he's the captain, and you know what I mean? Like, the GM at center ice picking his own team. Um and, yeah, they were on a tear. Like, the, the, the consistency of their play and their production was outstanding, you know, like for Joe back then and then for him so far this year, 100 points in 60 games. I mean, it's 61 games. It, now you just got to go and finish it. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, that's the part that, to, to answer your question, is, is still unknown, and we'll know in a few months from now. But very similar years, you know. Everything they do, everything they touch, and they make people around them better. You know what I mean? And, and that's what Joel did that year. It's funny. A, a couple years ago, I guess four years ago now, geez, uh, you have the Petrangelo oh boy quote on the ice. Yeah. Knowing McKinnon was incredibly good back then. If you biked up the defenders today, I don't think ESPN would be allowed to air what they would say every time they have to go up against McKinnon. I don't think Seth Jones said anything on that uh, on his goal tonight. I think he probably just went, "Oh God!" Just mentally was like, nine million dollars, buddy. Nine million dollars. Checking out of this one. Yeah, I'm still getting paid. I'm still getting paid. It's all but, good. But then you can compare Joe there again and, and McKinnon. Same yep. thing. And I've told you that before. Like we used to get an fu fights on the bench, you know, because it's like. Why'd you dump that in? I'm like, what the F do you want me to do with it? Like, they close in on me because they see me and they salivate. Ah, here's a freaking tugboat. You know what I mean? I can just close in on and You know what I mean? So what do you want me to do? Lose the puck? Yeah. It's better? Like, no, oh, I soft chipped it so you could use your engine and go get it. Yeah. He's like, no, but me, when I go, like, I, I know. You, they back 
the shit off because they're so scared of you, just like you said. And then in their minds, they're like, oh, shit. Zachick's coming at me or McKinnon's coming at me. And they, they, and they do. They poop their pants. They do. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's true. And it's not, I'm not making fun of those guys. Like, but then they see me or they see freaking Rijo. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, ha, ha, ha. And they go at you. And you have no room. So, you know what I mean? Like, so it's not fair because maybe I got the same hands as Joe Sackick, but we'll never know. I just don't have the space. You know what I mean? And then he has the space. I'm like, buddy, you got all the space in the world. The guys are in the corner. And well, they're, they're put, like, a, put a few more guys than you on a highlight reel, I think. But a fair point. Fair point. <laughs> we'll never know. Our number one star of the game is, of course, Eustace Annanen, who pitches the shutout. I don't care that it's Chicago. That's a dude who... He's shown up and is actively earning a backup job. Even if it's not this playoff run or whatever, that is a guy who you want to see take that next step and fill that role for Colorado in the future. Can't do any better than this. <laughs> two goals given up in his last two starts. Not bad. He's earned another one. And that's kind of the whole point of the backup position for the Avs this year. Can that guy earn another one? Can that, can that guy have a start that gives you confidence that he should get another game? Yeah. Hell, he should play Chicago next week. I'm down. Have at it, dude. Pray will. I loved it from Eustace because of how the Avs started this game. Chicago came out ahead in the shots battle at the end of the first. It was obviously close. Avs had the possession edge, but... That counted on Eustace on in early in the game, and he's gotten road games this year. Notoriously, Avs have not played great on the road. Yep. So there have been some challenges for Eustace in his starts. I think he was a lot better supported tonight than he has been in past contests, but this is exactly the kind of confidence-building game I really hoped for him to have because some of those other road games were pretty tough for him. But this is now two good games from Eustace to really build upon moving forward. And... Can't ask for much more. Like you said, you got to play all the time. Like the game that's on the schedule, right? I mean, that's that's who he played. He is clearly, clearly the second best goalie here in this organization. Um, I think circumstances made it this year that he missed, you know, some time and injuries. And I don't think the plan was him to have four or five games this year. I think it was more to have more. Didn't pan out that way. Um, I love to see it. I'm a big fan of his. Um, now, does that change my mind? That No, they, they got to go get another guy. They, they, they have to. They have to go surround Georgiev. And you know what? It's all, not only going to help Georgiev, it's going to help Yusuf Sandinen too. Because you go on one of those runs and you learn from a veteran guy. You learn a lot too. So it's not just Georgiev, but it, it would be for Yusuf Sandinen as well. And then you... I mean, if you ask me, like... Who, who's going to be the goalie for the Avalanche three years from now? Like, and, and, as they still have a window with their core, my answer is Eustace Sandinen. You know what I mean? Like, and I do. And two years from now, I think he's, I think he's going to end up maybe being the best goalie of all that's in the system right now, including Georgiev. At one point, I hope you're right. I, I, I'm just he. He is so good. Like, I love him. You know. So, but. He does not have the starts. He does not have the experience. He cannot be the mentor to Georgiev. He can't. He's never been there. And that's just my point. You know? And 
but your other side of this is he's got to earn the trust first, and that 100%. starts with two quality games in a row. Absolutely. Whether it's Chicago next week or whatever his next game might be, go put right. out another quality. Oh, okay, start. so how many games has it been this year? Where are we at? For Animus? This it's is sixth. Okay, so it's going to end up being probably ten. Or you know, I just wish, and again, wish coulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know. But you're right. It starts somewhere, and it starts here to get his, his trust. I just wish it would have been 2025. 20, it's going to end up being 10. You yeah, know what I mean? So, But it's a start, and it's... It was fifth, for the record. Not what's sixth. that? Yeah. Fifth? Okay, yeah. so I, it probably won't even be 10. So, right? I'm just, I'm just saying. It's not a lot, you know? Can the guy get a home game? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> what's he? He's, he's played... All at. Yeah. Yeah. Every game, right, has been on the race played yes. at Ottawa, at New Jersey, at Detroit, at Chicago, and I'm missing one. Tampa. Right? Again, at Tampa. Oh, gee. At Tampa. Yeah, but you, you, when you're starting, and same thing as a forward, as a, you get the shit ice. You know, that's just what it is. <laughs> so as a goalie, that's what you get. You get the shit starts. I mean, it's just it, call a spade a spade. I mean, it's it's how it works. And But, yeah, you're right. It's baby steps, and he's starting. And what's not to like about his game the last few games, if you're a coach? Yeah. I don't care if you like him, don't like him. Well, what's not to like the last couple of games? I mean, so you're right. Would you say there. Eustace took his vitamin W yes. today? Yes. Is that what you should say? Chat did get Is us well chat? over 100 likes. So thank you very much, chat. Eustace. We got our Dr. Dubs winner shots here for you. Cheers. 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 To Golden. <laughs> to, to Golden, Golden. Colorado. <laughs> Sorry, if you... Chief are trying to catch that home game for Eustace, make sure you go over and use game time to get your tickets, whether it be the Avs or the Nuggets who are playing right now or any other team in the country. Game time has you covered. And when you sign up with code DNVR, you get $20 off your first purchase with game time. You have over 15 million people using the game time app to get their tickets. Uh, you can save tonny save a ton of money a bunch of different ways. They got the section selector. They've got uh, last minute ticket deals. And the best part is, you're guaranteed to get the best price with game time. If you find tickets cheaper elsewhere, they'll reimburse you 110% of the ticket price on game time. So you might as well get with them and get the best prices. Go to game time, download their app today, and join the amazing 15 million people that are using it to get their tickets. Once you've got your tickets to the game, then you can make sure you're saving yourself some money with American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.com today, .com slash DNVR even. Uh, they're saving their customers on average $854 a month. That adds up to over $10,000 in a calendar year. They do so by cutting out a bunch of high interest credit card debt for you. Uh, right now, mortgage rates are low in the fives, so it's a great time. Finally have those rates coming way down. You can get in with American Financing today and they can help you out. They may even be able to delay your next two mortgage payments when you do get with American Financing. So give them a call today. Go over to 303-695-7000. Let them know DNVR sent you over there at 303-695-7000 or get online at AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. Uh, NMLS 182334consumeraccess.org. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Now that we've covered the three stars. Can we just stay on Ananin just for a minute? Yeah, because, sure. like, there haven't been a lot of defensive efforts from the Avs this year, like as complete as this one. 
where they gave up very few scoring chances, uh, very few high danger chances, and didn't have to work super hard. Like it was not a barrage here. No. But how often has that mattered this year? The Avs have had a lot of good defensive games. A lot of four and, and twenty-four and, type. Yeah, nights. and watched yeah. three goals go in. And you're having a conversation about all this and all that. How different is it when you're not, you're not talking about a defensive breakdown in front of a guy because he just makes a save? Yep. And I'm not, this is no shot at Georgiev, of course. This is just saying, how different does it look when you play so well defensively, but you also get the goaltending? And I know Chicago is brutally bad. They are the fighting Connor Bedards. That's it. Like, they don't have anybody else on that roster that you take really seriously as a high-end NHL player. Still a recipe for a blowout, though. Right, and nothing. I mean, nothing. And that's, for me, that's, there's, there's credit there. It's a great defensive effort. Yep. The numbers are exactly what the numbers should be. Yep. The Avs got going. Once they found the game, they tightened the screws, they turned it up, and they completely waxed these guys. Chicago's bad. They're real bad. That didn't stop Colorado from losing in Chicago earlier. And I just, uh, I don't want to just gloss over the fact that, oh, it's just Chicago. It was only 25 saves, whatever. Got a shutout in the NHL for the rest of his life. Doesn't matter how the rest of his career goes. He has an NHL shutout. Many, I think that is awesome. How many people on planet Earth can say that? <laughs> I think it's it's just super cool that Eustace Houndin, that's a guy that they drafted, they've yep. developed, they've waited. And they're clearly not 100% sold on to this point. Otherwise, Ivan Prozvatov never would have happened. Yep. But gives you a, gives you a shutout on the road. I'm, I'm just... I was there the day he got drafted. And when you cover things like the draft and you, you, you're follow, you follow a team so closely every day for a long period of time, you, you do feel proud to see some of these guys accomplish things later on in their career. And I just, I just want to add, like, I'm really happy for him. I, yeah. I'm thrilled for him that he got the opportunity and he did something with it. It's very cool that he and he finished. And now he's, we're talking. Finished, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now we're now we're talking about like uh, what's next? Why bother with Jake Allen? Eustace Anadin <laughs> is here. It's all good. <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel that way personally, but like I do feel proud, and I am just from a human standpoint of this it's a great accomplishment this is the goalie equivalent of a guy's first goal in, in the nhl yep i think it's great i'm proud of him i'm happy for him i hope it's an it kicks open a door for many more years of him winning games in colorado i hope so too i mean i if i can add to this too like here's what i'll say about him he played and I've had a beef now for a month, like with Georgiev. Like it's it's a beef, you know. It, it, I'm annoyed by him. Um, I'm annoyed because what you just said, you know, because I agree with, and I hate agreeing with you, but I do. Um, he played the game tonight that he, he the Abs are going to need their goalie to play like in the playoffs because the Abs are so good, and when they're on their game and everybody's on. They don't give up a lot, yeah. and they won't in the playoffs because the level goes up and the intensity goes up and the Mansons get even tougher and then Kalen gets even better. They're not going to give up. They're going to need good goaltending. They don't need a superb goaltending. Tonight is what you saw. 
He didn't have to be spectacular. He didn't have to be. He was good, and I yeah. agree with that. He was. He did what he needed to do. This is a night you'll remember forever. It's your first shutout in the National Hockey League in Chicago, sold out building. He'll be able to tell his kids like Connor Bedard was on that team because Connor Bedard will end up being a star in this league, and you know, so all the, that stuff matters. But Georgiev, the last couple games too. I mean, I putting all the games together now. He did exactly that too. He he did. Good goaltending. Didn't have to be awesome because it's not like he had 50 shots against. But he did enough to do his job and be a part of a win. And that's what he needs, he's going to need to do in the playoffs. But, but we're talking about tonight's game. We're talking about Eustace. That's what Eustace did tonight. He did what we're asking, what the coaching staff's asking, what the city of Denver's asking. Avalanche fans like, just need to be good. I, I think particularly post-deadline, it feels like the Avs haven't had enough easy ones and on a night where you put up four or five goals it should be an easy one right. Eustace made it easy for him tonight that's and, right and to give him credit on the heels of the Detroit game wasn't an easy game for him it was not had shooters like Kane in overtime yep. and that's really difficult but he makes 28 of those 30 saves yep it's not an easy ask of him and we're talking about how maybe the talent level in Chicago made things a little easier for the Avs to get five and defend against that, but there's quite a bit of talent in Detroit's forward group entirely, and Eustace Anunen held his own there. What I've liked about him, too, is even though he's only 23 years old, the confidence he carries himself in those situations under duress in an overtime game in Detroit I think are important learning lessons for him as a young goaltender and just how well he sees the puck generally. These aren't lucky saves that he's making. You can see that he's tracking the puck very well. He allows very few rebounds, and it's a a goalie hockey IQ that I think is going to serve him very well. And I remember when Sam Malinsky got reassigned earlier in the year, I asked Eric if there's anything he could have done differently to not get reassigned, and you more eloquently said this, but you said something like be a few years older in the league, something like that time, basically. And I think that's the exact same thing we're looking at with Eustace Anunen. And there's a bright future for him in Colorado. He's going to have to be patient because his path to getting there, I think, was altered a little bit in having been injured this year. But it'd be nice to see a homegrown (laughs) goaltender developed in Colorado. And it would be such a feather in their cap, you know, having worked with Avs alumni Peter Budai to getting there because Eustace Hanunim's game has turned around since working under Budai and I think that's an exciting thing to keep tabs on to. What's For his waiver status next year? You can't clear him. Right? He loses it. Yeah, lose that's it. what I'm trying to say. So this guy's not clearing. I, 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 listen, I'm he, he, again if you feel you're going to lose a guy or you're going to trade him because he's not your guy but there's no way in hell this guy next year clears waivers. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. There's no chance. And, for a team that has, over the last handful of years, been quite thrifty with goalies, the cheapest way is to develop one. What is it? Uh, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. The one thing the Avs did lose tonight, Chris Wagner did not win that fight. <laughs> I guess I've got a dud because I forgot all about that. <laughs> it was not a great fight for him. Weird, weird decision. Yeah, you're up 3-0. Also... I, just for my money, I don't think it's a good look that Chris Wagner and Curtis McDermott have the same number of fights this season. Sorry, buddy. No, no, but I mean, for me, Wags, they're like, he's, I don't know him, but it's, you show up, you're a winner. For me, I mean, you show up for, yeah, again, you're trying to, 
what's he going to do? Go score a hat trick? He's past that. He's on the fourth line. You know, you're, you're trying to be one of the guys and show that you're willing to do anything to impress your teammates. And, and we don't know what happened there. I mean, did, did, did Johnson, he's a, hey, listen, he's a heart and soul guy too. You know what I mean? Like, I've always liked him, liked him in Rockford and. You don't know what happened either during the game. Did he did he call McKinnon something? I mean, we're not there. We don't hear. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you're like, you know, you get out there. And we used to call Wayne, like, Don King sometimes, you know, like boxing promoter. You know what I mean? Because you're just sitting on the bench and you say something. McKinnon might have said something like, oh, shut the F up, Johnson. And then you're sitting there and you're like, oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I like this chance. idea that McKinnon's like the Godfather no, no, sitting I mean, on the I was bench, using like, mag. I mean, God. like like looking down yeah, and like yeah. wags. That one. Well, you know what I mean. I'm not. Again, I I'm not for violence. violence. I'm not promoting. <laughs> I'm not promoting violence. I'm saying we don't know what happened. You know what I mean? Like he might have called like Zach Parisian old goat, and then you know what I mean. Then <gasps> I'd he's like, oh, you, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, I liked it. You know what I mean? You show up, you're a winner. You know. Whether you win or lose Reece it. Johnson no. about to sue us for slander. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Which one? Reese Johnson. Like, oh. why are you making stuff up? <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually say anything to anybody. That guy just started his yeah, He just <laughs> tried to punch me, man. You know what I mean. <laughs> Hypothetically. On that note, you do got to protect the house sometimes, though. And you can do that with Red Hawk Roofing. Go get your roof put together. Uh, Red Hawk will come out. They'll give you a free inspection so you don't even have to pay anything to get them out there, get up on your roof, take a look at it, and tell you what's wrong. They'll even take pictures. They'll give you a whole thing on exactly what's going on up there. If you do have problems, they can get it fixed. And even if it's an emergency situation, something happens in the middle of the night, they have a 24-7 service. So they can come out and get whatever your problem is fixed, no matter what the case. They're local here in Denver, too. So we always got to support local. Uh, Go check them out at redhawkroofing.com today. Make sure your roof is all good. And once your roof is good, sit down underneath it. Watch yourself some Fubo TV best way to watch sports in Colorado right now, certainly when it comes to the abs and nuggets. You can actually get them on there, so do that. Go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. You get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That includes 1,000 hours of DVR, 140 different channels with news, movies, television, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, and on top of that, if you're not sure about it, they have a free trial that you can do, go do right now. doesn't cost you anything to test it out, see if you like it. You can, of course, cancel at any time with Fubo. It's super easy to use. Again, FuboTV.com slash DNBR to get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. We got our Super Chats here. Uh, got $5 from Vaguely Sober, who says, Got to break out the sweaty boys for Mr. 8 and O with the Eagles. Pros Vatov. Okay. <laughs> Different league, buddy. Let's go. He can be a good Eagles goalie. Perfect. Happy for him. There's uh, guys that score 50 in the American League. They can't score one in the NHL. This guy, they score Yeah, what's tw- TJ tying it up to? That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I love the American League. I, 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 everybody should play in the American League. I've said that many times. $5 from Cody, who just says boobs. Thanks. <laughs> boobs? <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> Five more dollars from Cody, who says, When Parise signed, I thought for sure they would go for it. They wouldn't swindle a dude into signing for a last ride at the cup and then do nothing. Boobs. Boobs. Two dollars <laughs> uh, from Andrew, who says, Release the Rudo OnlyFans. Ooh-woo. 
Take the shirt off, buddy. No. Don't do not do that. Blech. They didn't score seven. They got to do something impressive for me to take the shirt off. Five nothing. No, okay, that's fine. Is that Crease a hat trick? <laughs> yeah, that might do it. That might have done it, but he was one goal short, so didn't happen. Uh, $5 from Jake, who says, Dear DNVR staff, I want to say I appreciate no, everything you guys do. This. Don't read this. <laughs> this is just a meme. Stop. It's let not, it be. It's not the one I told him to post, though. I told them to post the other one. Just let this be. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's the wrong meme, Jake. You posted the wrong one. Uh, he would. Yeah, I know, right? Jake the snake. Ten dollars. <laughs> right now he is from Stefan, who says, "Yeller, dropping in for a post game. Still listening to every pod. You guys are awesome. You know what I mean." Serious note, Eric. Was Sakuk a crazy vocal captain? Oh boy. I don't think he's ever said four words in a locker room. <laughs> Never said one word. Lead by example. That's the type of captain he was. Not let's shut the door and let's talk. No. We had a lot of talkers, not him. Would you say he was more vocal when he played on a line with you and you dared to shoot the puck? Yeah, that's what I mean. No. We used to argue all the time. <laughs> but I still beat him at box jumps every training camp. So I'm still <laughs> technically... Faster than him on my feet <laughs> back then. I'll, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> thank you. Box jump chan. Uh, thank you for all the super chats. Any final thoughts or are we out of here? Here's Joe right there. See? Yeah. He, Joe is at the uh, Nuggets. Well, I guess the Nuggets game over, but he was at the Nuggets game tonight. Oh, that's awesome. So chill him. Yucking it up. Relaxing. Maxing in before he locks in for the trade deadline. Walrus Man also gives us $5 who gives the tarps off Rudo boob Schmeet. I miss Schmeet. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's for the best. Remember earlier when we were talking about Drake? Yeah. yeah. That's Schmeet. That's it. All right. We'll just right. let it be. All right. <laughs> Before I get myself fired, we're out of here. <laughs> this is going to get Twitter or this is going to get DNVR real after dark. We continue <laughs> down this line. So we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. We are off tomorrow, but we'll be back for the game Saturday. We hope to see you there, and we will talk to you on the next one. Go watch our videos about trade deadline. Scott yeah, Lawton, Nick Dowd, out today. Bye. <laughs> Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.